Hey girl, hey. If you're new, we're so pumped you found us. And if you're back and a real OG, we're so glad you're here. Now you're listening to Girl Talk. We're your hosts, Courtney Olson, MF CEO of Girl Clothing and the woman with the world's deadliest thighs and Taver Lee. Tav, let them know what's up. I'm Taver Lee. I'm a social impact entrepreneur and the founder of Taver Lee's Tribe. Unplanned and authentic. Together we're serving you delicious dishes of mind, body, and soul nuggets to help you feel empowered and unstoppable. And we're not experts in any field, but we are two women over 35 who've got some dope-ass tools, stories, and entertainment value to add to your life. Know your worth and charge tax, bitch. Now let's make some magic. Are you ready? Hello, fam. Welcome back. You probably recognize me. I've been the host of Girl Talk in 2019 and had the opportunity to interview some of the most amazing women during the Girl Live event, which took place in the summer of 2019. And we're back. I'm here with my co-host, Courtney. What's up? You know, that's right. We are so (laughs) excited. It's 2020. Y'all, it's going to be a little bit different. It is. We are going to be bringing you hot topics, and the two of us are just going to be bantering on, giving you our 35-year up. Actually, I'm 38, so let's just keep it real. I mean, and I'm over 40, so maybe we should combine our years. Why don't we combine our years to be yeah. like, I have to do master level. <laughs> I'm still counting on my fingers, kids, so it's totally cool. And if you are a kid, just know that uh, you know it, it does get easier the older you get, but also we're doing our absolute best to not drop any F-bombs mm-hmm. on here for you, even though that might be very difficult for Yeah, us. so maybe we should just say that we will tell you, moving forward in 2020, we will tell you at the beginning of the show if it's the show that you should put your earphones in. Or yeah, like, right. or put your kids' earphones in if they're sitting in the back seat of the car and you drive into work or to school. We'll warn you. Don't worry. But it's it's we possible. Know. We yeah. know we're not for everybody. Yeah, but and we're for somebody. And we're gonna be loud. And we're gonna talk about some. I want to say edgy stuff. Things that you said to me are things that we need to talk about. It's not being talked about. We need to talk about some of this important stuff. Yeah, especially in today's episode. I know. What are we talking about today, Tom? Oh my gosh, we are going to talk about <laughs> what happened in the Super Bowl oh halftime show. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because I'm it so just happened. I'm so offended. <laughs> uh, it hurts. Yeah. I will say <laughs> I'm offended by all of your white privileged articles and mm. tweets and posts. That's what I'm offended by. I'm not offended by a, a hot, hard body. Okay. Twice my age, not twice my age. Let's keep it real. But you know, 15 years are over you. I mean, yeah. 15 years. I, I'll tell you two things that happened for me is the next day I woke up, I was not expecting in my naivety of my acceptance and non-judgment little bubble that I like to live in. I have to admit, I wasn't expecting the type of reaction that happened, yeah. which was everybody freaked out. I mean, on one hand, you either had like the Latino community feeling so proud and amazed, which they should be, right? That culturally they were featured in a show because they were in Miami, which makes total sense. They embraced the whole show was about that culture. And there was lots of like happy, happy. And then there was this like dark hole of negativity that I feel like it triggered the deepest level of wounding in women. Like people were so mad. I couldn't believe it. 
I have to admit, I uh, was in a bit of a dark mode and didn't go cruising the internet, and I didn't see it even as an issue until I jumped on Instagram and read a few posts about it, and one was from Erin Brown, who I love following, and she was saying, you know, look, at the end of the day, I have a daughter. This is what she's going to know. What they were wearing has nothing to do with who they are as people, and she mentioned the Gospels and, you know, growing up reading the Bible and what Jesus would, would be focusing on, you know, talking about, you know, kids in cages and, you know, the important parts of that performance and not what these girls were wearing. And if a outfit that is akin to an ice skater's outfit, if that bothers you, then it's probably a good time to stop and ask yourself why. And I thought, yeah, that is so accurate. It's like mm. an ice skater outfit she was wearing. And I didn't really understand at that point the level of absurdity of all these like women. vitriol like yeah. i want it was like this deep guttural like hatred of what had occurred now do you suppose the hatred is coming from women feeling inferior because they're mm-hmm. like oh hell no this is you know I, I don't look anything like that and it's masked as something else or do you think it's coming from uh underlying let's keep it real we're in america there's a lot of racism that is I mean it's it's ridiculous and we're going to talk about that in a future episode Mm. with our unpacking our white privilege and if that term hits a nail ask yourself why I had to ask myself why too and that's a a, Mm. like we said a story in and on its own but do you think it was more so that because if it were to if it was Madonna now what about that what if it was Madonna up there on a pole okay versus J-Lo. So are we, or is it a combination? Is it a combination of the two? The fact that they're women of color and because of what they're wearing and involved as well as the, the racist undertones, or do you suppose uh, it's one or the other? What, what pops mm. up for you? I'm going to go like into this deep, like feminine deep. part because I think it's, for me, I see less of the race issue and more of the, like, how many thousands of years have women been repressed? Mm-hmm. Like, we've been repressed. We've been told to, you know, be really bold and confident, but not too confident, not too bold. Like, you know, take really good care of yourself, but not too good care. Don't look too good, right? Like, <laughs> you, you, can, you, can, you can have a nice body, but, but, but don't be sexy, mm-hmm. right? But how many hundreds and hundreds, thousands of years... Have women been told to do that? Like, be this, but not too much of that. And I think for me, what I'm seeing happening around me is that people are seeing that, yes, they are out front, bold, owning their bodies, themselves, their ages, their children, their motherhood. They're owning all of this. And, you know, for women, it's like, but wait, we've been told to not do that. So how come they can do that? And we're not doing that. Like, why are we not doing that? So I see it as like a trigger. This was a trigger, like a deep trigger. And I'm not judging I'm trying to not judge anybody's response to this because even if you responded negatively and you feel like, oh my gosh, my child is now going to become a stripper. If, even if you did that and you passionately like posted all over social media and said, oh my God, this was the worst thing ever. And what has America come to? I think that that's a starting place because you're so passionate about it. If you have an opinion about this, whether I agree or disagree, let's hope that this has sparked you to dive deeper and open yourself and ask why. Why are you having such a reaction to this? And if you don't know why, if you don't know why, well, 
that's what we're here to talk about. I mean, getting into some of what that means to have deep, deep wounds and repression and see a couple of women break out of that. Oh, did you see? I almost said the F-bomb. Mm-hmm. That freaking, those chains binding them. Those were two women unleashed. And that's what I think people were most uncomfortable with. Because it's like, even 200 years ago, women would have been told to not dress and act like that because they're afraid they're going to take somebody else's man. Like, that's that's what the repression is. Like, you can't just be sexually happy and and be your full self without somebody feeling like you're too much. Yeah, that's right. That was my rant. So with the race part, I'm not, I hadn't thought about that actually until I started reading a little bit more about the reactions. I hadn't thought about that being people's issue and, and maybe it is. Well, as you said, when we were about to get on, you're like a majority of the, the dick wizardry was coming from white women. Mm. So that yeah. just screams, you know, okay, there's obviously an underlying issue here really. Mm. You know, and in a lot of us, um, myself, I can only speak from my own experience, but I didn't realize it was so bad until, you know, you kind of start to, as I say, unpack it. And then you're like, oh, wow, uh, it's a it's, it's a tricky topic, really. And that's why I think we, you know, are dedicating a whole episode to it. But when you start to unpack that stuff, it's quite a process. And you realize, like, by not speaking out about it, you're contributing to supporting the system mm-hmm. that's set up for white people to thrive. You know, and it's it's fascinating because then it's like a whole nother level too. I've talked to women of color who are like, yeah, but it also goes the other direction or no, it doesn't impact me. I'm like, wow. So we all have these different experiences, you know, um, but um, it's just, it's fascinating. And then there are people who think I'm a woman of color from afar because, you know, sometimes depending upon how I have my hair or eyeliner or if I have eyelashes oh, on. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, okay, one of my best friends is uh, Chilean, and she's whiter than I am. And, you know, she's laughed. She's like, it's so funny because I've always identified with you being a woman of color. And whether, you know, she's like, I didn't actually stop to, to think about what your lineage is, or we never really had a conversation about it until a few years uh, down the track in our friendship. Actually, it was several years. It was probably like our seventh year or something of, of being friends. And there's this photo of us, and I'm super tan, and she's incredibly white. And, <laughs> you know, I look like three times darker than her. And it wasn't until I had her come and speak at a Girl Live before last year on intersectional feminism. And, you know, she's like, it's so funny. I've always identified Courtney as a woman of color. And I say, like, yeah. So, you know, it really is all our own filters and experiences. But when you start to unpack that stuff, you realize that America is, it's just, it's deep. And even when, you know, you start to realize it and you're like, oh, wow, that's just too much. That's, you know, like, how, how do we even start to dismantle that or, or even look at it? Because, you know, like I said, when I first heard that term white privilege, I was like, you don't know about my life. Me, me, me. You know, yeah, and yeah. at the same time, you, you just like, well, let's let's go ahead and take a look at that. But again, that's that's future stuff. But for the time being, you know, I think it's important to to raise that as a question as part of the problem. It's like, OK, well, where are all the other women at? Why don't they have an opinion? Oh, it's because they're not triggered by it. And why is that? You know, I wrote down I wrote down a word that I thought we could talk about when we're talking about this whole situation that happened. And then I do want to share 
um, a little quote from an article that um, incensed me. Like, I don't really, I didn't really get incensed about what was happening because I recognized, okay, wait a minute, this is important. What's happening right now is important. And I'm going to go just on a little side tangent, if I may, about what's of happening course. astrologically. Incensed. Tell incensed. the rest of us. Okay. First, let me just say it's astrologically. Incensed mean pissed off. Yes, it means pissed Enraged. You're so Enraged. angry. Like you- I got rage. Okay, so now we're talking about that. I'm going to read it, what raged me, and I'm going to find it. And it is in an article by... By the Washington Carrier, and I quote, yes, children have probably seen far worse than Shakira and JLo's performance on social media, but in a day and age when child sexual abuse is ravaging public schools, the Catholic Church, Hollywood, and every institution in between, that's no reason to normalize hyper- hypersexualization of content aimed at children. Okay, I, I'm well, not first that, of all, let's wait, not aim the NFL okay, at children okay, when yes, people and are getting concussions right, and blowing their head off. Right, Hello. Right, okay, still going on, and uh, I'm still quoting. It's even worse that this is being passed off as a form of mainstream entertainment that promotes female empowerment. It is the opposite of feminism to teach young girls to look up to icons who act like strippers. That's not empowerment. It's self-objectification. So I'm going to tell you why that incensed me. Two, two things. Number one. We have this a really wonderful thing in all of our homes called a fucking remote. <laughs> if you don't like it, turn it off. Like if you see JLo on a pole and you go, oh, that doesn't match my values for my kid today. I'm going to boop, turn it off. And number two, this is not aimed for children. The NFL is not meant for children. Yes, maybe young football players want to watch it because they have icons. But hello, have you seen the cheerleaders? Yeah, have right. you seen the cheerleaders? Like, I just this whole idea. Boom, my that drop. I know, right? Like <laughs> this this whole idea that this was meant to incite children into sexuality is so far misconstrued that honestly, the Washington Carrier listening, you know what? Up yours. Like you, you're not reporting this very well. And all of you out there that are not promoting at least the conversation around both sides about why people feel that way, you're contributing to the problem. I get it. I, I do. Part. Parts of me get it, right? And I remember reading uh, Layla Ali's, she wrote a post or it was a blog. It was basically talking about her father and how he, um, at a young age, she sat on his lap and he said, you know, what are you wearing basically? She had on like a slinky tank top or something. And he said, look, everything in the world that is precious is covered up and hard to get to. To get to a pearl, you have to dive really deep, deep, deep down into the sea and get the shell and break it open and, and get the pearl out. And it's protected and it's safe. To get a diamond, you have to go deep, deep, deep into a cave and you have to crush away all the rocks and, and you know, pull it out. And it's dangerous. You know, same thing with your body. Like, we want to remember that, you know, you are sacred. And, and to get to you, you know, you got to go deep, deep, deep. And it's not just there for the taking. And that resonated with her. And, you know, I read that and I was like, hmm, it made me stop and think and question because at the time I was living in Thailand and it's hot as balls there. Okay. Hmm. I don't have balls, but from what I understand, (laughs) balls get hot. All right. Just like boobs, they get hot. All right. They sweat. And it, it's hot, all right, and it's humid, <laughs> and clothes are coming off, you know, Courtney's walking down the street in micro shorts and a tank, uh, a sports bra, not even a tank top, 
And uh, that's just what it is. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. Because, you know, through my 20s, I would always be wearing micro stuff because I loved the attention. I loved the validation. Mm -hmm. But also part of it is like, yeah, bitch, I've got rock hard muscles and I'm big. Don't be jealous, homeboy. You know, like if I had a dollar for every time a man was like, I wish you had your legs and, and so forth. But that being said, it at least made me stop and, and kind of question. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. I can get that. And then around the same time, there was this topic of conversation around hijabs, you know, and then especially being in Thailand, you know, there are a lot of women that do wear a hijab and I'm not talking about the burqa or burqa covers up, you know, head to toe. And as racist Boris Johnson might say, I think he called it a, a I mean, I think male most, swat or something yeah, like most that. Most Americans don't know what a hijab is. Like, yeah. this is, so describe it. So hijab is the, and I'm no expert. As we said, you, you heard it. We got the disclaimer. Okay. But uh, hijab is a covering of the head and the hair and whether it's a scarf or they're like traditionally done uh, there's a lot of women who feel that that brings them closer to God mm-hmm. and, and that they're God and that people respect them and they're not looking at them for their beauty so to speak and then of course my judgmental self and these are just thoughts. Remember that. We'll talk about that in another episode too, but we are not our thoughts. You know, but my, my judgmental thought would pop up and be like, oh, well, if you don't want to be, you know, looked at for your beauty, why are you all beautied up? Why you got on all that lip liner and mascara and who cares? If that's how she feels, that's how she feels. That's her, not me. You know, it's not my place to take her inventory, but you know, that stuff would pop up and then I'd have to be like, shut up. You know, but that being said, they cover up, what have you. And there was this meme and it was uh, an American, you know, or a Western white woman portrayed wearing nothing but a bikini and high heels and she has on sunglasses. And then there's another woman who's in a full burqa, head to toe, and all you can see are her eyes. And the comic was basically their thought bubbles. And the woman in the burqa was like, oh, my gosh, that poor woman. She's being objectified. You can't even see her eyes. You can see everything but her eyes. Mm. And then the American or, you know, Western woman was like, oh, my God, that poor woman. She's so, you know, uh, uh, held back. All you can see are her eyes. Right. So in our cultures, it's like, oh, if the eyes are the gateway to the soul, look into my eyes, Mm. my third eye, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well, who's right and who's wrong? You know, so just that topic of perspective and being like, oh, my goodness. You know, so uh, it it's really fascinating to see that be brought up, you know, and be like, okay, well, at the end of the day, irregardless of what your beliefs are or what you think or where those beliefs are coming from. By us judging other women, it's holding us back. Full stop. Full men stop. Don't, men don't do this shit. They don't do this shit. They don't get called out right. in papers for what they wore. There was a UK parliament uh, member, I don't remember her name, that's relevant right now in the news, who got slammed for what she was wearing. And it's just like, men don't do that. You know, also men don't really have the choice to, you know, there's not a lot of 
various outfits out there. Maybe they should. I, maybe you all should. It would, yeah, maybe hey. it would level the playing field. I don't know. We'd have hey, lots hey, to talk. hey, hey, hey. We just got really loud. Listen, we would, have a lo- we would have a lot less to talk about as women if men would start wearing less clothes. This we is true. This problem. This is true. I will say we were at the gym earlier and there was a man there in <laughs> leggings, okay? Black man had on tight leggings and I was and he's like... he's got a nice body. I amazing mean. body. And yeah. I was like, could you put some shorts on over that, please? Yeah. You know, they say women are... Uh, distracting with our leggings. Well, let me tell you what, okay? That goes both ways, like me, all right? That just (laughs) was not, that was just, you know, it it really was distracting. And so, uh, you know, it it really is like, okay, well, why am I distracted? Am I distracted because it is irritating me because it makes me think about all the times, you know, women have been called out or banned, girls banned from wearing leggings at school because we're inciting, you know, sexual thoughts, you know, why, there's so many different reasons why. And I guess that, again, is why we're having this conversation is to bring up the awareness and start asking ourselves these questions because we don't often stop and ask why why is that okay so let's start with that let's like encourage everybody that's listening whatever your feeling was about what happened at the Super Bowl it could be whether you were so proud and I mean, felt maybe a little sexually charged because you thought it was hot, you know, or, (laughs) or you thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe they just did that on TV. And, you know, nobody's talking about the fact that the women that were performing were not in charge of the camera angles. We, I mean, that's a whole nother rabbit hole we could go down on how the performance was actually televised because there were certain shots. Even think about that. Just think, I mean, they put the camera right in their yonis, you know, they, they were doing their thing and the cameras just appeared there. I read it. An article about um, one person stating that there was parts of the filming that didn't come, come out the way that it was supposed to. Uh-huh. So there are other people behind the scenes pulling the string. So, uh-huh. but whatever your feeling was, I mean, ask yourself why. I mean, why? Why is it? Why is it triggered such a response in you? And then the second thing I think that you just brought up is why are we judging each other so yeah. harshly? You know, are you looking at yourself in the mirror, not happy with the way you look? Like, are you not happy with the way your hair looks? Or are you not happy that your abs and body doesn't move like that? I mean, I tell you, I got in front of the mirror and checked my hip um, what's the word? Um, pop a couple times. Gyrations. I just checked. Say, White hey, girl in I... the corner over here. Gyration. <laughs> I just had to try. My hips just don't go like that. My hips don't. Homegirls like my hips don't lie, and I'm like, well, my hips don't go like that. My hips don't go like. I, I mean, mine did a little. I mean, I I could do it a little. I'm like, okay, interesting. Yeah, nah. But it made me curious, not mad or angry or jealous. It made me curious. So. You know what, Courtney? What do we want to tell women to do to really think about? the inside of them and what this reflects about themselves. I I was just going to say, go inward, bitch. Go inward, Go in. And that's like, you know, uh, it's funny. And again, this is a future uh, podcast for us is regurgitation and this concept of just repeating things that we hear. But we often hear, uh, I've often heard, you know, people say throughout the years, you got to go inside. Self-love is an inside job. And you're like, yeah, it's an inside job. But what does that actually mean? It means stopping and reflecting and asking why. Why do I feel that way? Where do these beliefs come from? You know, is it my religious upbringing? Is it my parents? Is it my great-grandparents who aren't alive? Because, you know, that stuff's passed down on a cellular level. Is it my culture? Is it one experience that I had with one girl in the sixth grade? You know, it could be a whole multitude of things. And, you know, really encourage us to 
dissect the concept that we are held back as a gender by our own doing. You know, and that's why we created girls. Like this is to unravel the competition. This is to stop ourselves from judging one another because of how we feel inadequate on certain levels. And if we all band together and worked in unity, we would get so much further ahead. There's no I in team, bitch. There's no I your competition. Yeah. Hashtag not your competition. And that's why we take the pledge, which we'll talk about in the future. But it's really up to us to start dismantling this stuff. And when other women participate in it, that we speak up. And we're like, you're not helping us advance. This isn't doing anything. You know, and like you said, turn the remote off. Turn it off yeah. if you don't like it or if it's, it's okay. something you don't want to show it's your kids. It's okay. I mean, no judgment there. Just turn it off. Yeah, I mean, what's okay with showing your kids a sport that's like one in one millionth of a chance that they might have that opportunity, especially for a young girl, right? What are what are we what are we contributing to by promoting so I mean, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of us that love watching professional sports. But these guys are making thirty million dollars a year. I know they're bashing the shit out of their body eh? and it's, it's incredibly impressive and amazing and so much respect. But at the same time, like, what are we getting so upset about? And you're saying, Oh, this is a, a family show. And it's like, yeah, no, go take your kids to Cirque du Soleil. Oh, that whoops. They're in little tiny shit too. Uh, see, Uh-oh. see, it's just, it's like, what, what is it? Why, why are we getting I also so think triggered? It's the body. I have to just say that I think that we've done so much to like, hide and conceal our bodies. Like there's no natural openness on what we physically really look like. And I think that that's a part of it too, right? Because these women have worked so hard to have such, um, performance ready bodies. I mean, people don't forget this is their job. This is their full-time job. These ladies, full-time jobs, this is their job to perform. Mm -hmm. And in order to perform on stage, they have to look and behave in a certain way because it's entertainment. This is their job. There were even women I've, I was told and you know, overheard in some circles of people talking that were, let's say, the belly dancing community, which I know nothing about. You know, again, <laughs> refer back to the disclaimer. Okay? <laughs> but there were women in the belly dancing community who were irate over whatever Shakira did with really? making some sound or doing something which was not, you know, on point. Well, maybe and it was the rope. It was, mm. it, or I don't know what, what mm. it was exactly. But even in that instance, it's like, okay, well, c- can we not point that out and focus on the fact that they were even on there in the first place? Two mm. women headlining. Woo! Oh, wow, that is incredible. Let's just stay focused on that because whatever right. you focus on, you get more of. Right. So if we're going to, you know, jointly be like, okay, look, we've got to create awareness, you know, because without awareness around a problem, there's no problem to solve. So here's the awareness. Here's the problem. Or do we say challenge? Because apparently problems can't be fixed. So here's the challenge. The challenge is, is that, you know, we are judging one another and holding ourselves back. How do we stop that? Don't say shit. Don't say anything or find the good. Or if you're going to say something, find something, find the good. So focus on that. Yeah. And Courtney, I think that for those that are new to the show, I would like you to tell our listeners a little bit more about your company, girl clothing. And I know that 
the movement is so much more than just the clothing, but I want people to know how they can find you. Like, what do you do? Like, why did you become so passionate about these issues? I mean, this is lots of people already know you, but there may be people listening that don't. And I want them to really know you as well as I do. Oh, thanks, Tom. <laughs> I could sit and talk for hours about that. And we're coming up. We're working on keeping these bite-sized for you all because Lord knows our attention span is gone from... 30 minutes to 10 minutes to 20 seconds for a lot of us. So in a nutshell, you know, girl is a movement. It is about seeing other women as sisters and not competition. And that's the, the premise is long time ago. I realized that we are held back as a gender by our own doing, you know, we beat each other down and we're, you know, threatened. I would always feel so threatened if, you know, another girl was anywhere near my ex-boyfriend, but <laughs> Oh my God. Like, who is she? Mm. Yeah, I never talked like that, but <laughs> we can pretend. Yeah, that was your inside voice. We just got yes, a little look into Courtney's did. inside hey, voice. Welcome to my brain. <laughs> <laughs> but I realized, I was like, wow. And there was one instance, I was at the airport, and I'm actually writing about this in my book right now, but it changed my life. This woman, I had on like these little micro shorts and a tank top that said, bitches get stitches. And it had my old website on the back of it, you know, and I was in the, um, muscle fetish world, which is a whole another topic we'll get into in, in the future, which is just super, um, tasty. And at any rate, she, I walked up to check in and she was like, damn girl, look at your body. And I was just like, oh, thank you. And to have another woman be excited or appreciative or complimentary on my physique, because I was hearing it from men all day long, all day long. And it's like, you know, compliments are like lines of Coke. It wears off very quickly. And if kids are listening to this, don't do it. It's just a waste of money, okay? Truly. We'll, we'll cover addiction and all that mm. stuff in a future episode as well. But it wears off, and that void is, is left sitting there, and you want more. you know. And it never really truly fills that void. However, when I heard it from a woman, it changed my life. It was like I just snorted an eight ball, mm. and it never went away. Mm. I was like, oh, my God. I literally mm. skipped through the airport. And I was like, oh, my gosh. It just it kept going. It was like the gift that kept giving, the gift that keeps on giving. I was like, that woman, wow. She truly, and I was super deep in my narcotic addiction at the time as well and in a pretty dark place and was obsessing on getting more pills at that precise moment. That's why it was so pivotal for me because, you know, she pulled me out of that. And then for like hours, I was, I'd forgotten about getting more pills. I was like floating on a cloud. And from that point moving forward, that was my first experience of, oh my gosh, that's what that feels like. So at the end of the day, that was the beginning of realizing, you know, that women were not born catty, backstabbing, bitches, jealous, envious. We're not born that way. We're created that way through programs in society, even like, you know, media, television, magazines, you know, even just on the cover of like Seventeen magazine or um, Pretty Little Liars or whatever all these bullshit shows are. I only watch South Park. Mm. I love you if you're listening. Shout out. Holler. Aren't they from Colorado? Yeah. Let's and find them. Yeah, we'll find, find them. Actually, find I think them. I know the people 
I think I know that. You know I, everybody, anyway, bitch. I know. I know. know you're worth and charge tax. Uh. <laughs> okay, I'll put that on the list. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just thought of something else to put on the list, too. Girls, we're going to have tons Oh, my tons gosh. We have fun. so much to talk about. So, okay, so this was a little intro into Courtney, and I, I know you're going to get to know her more. You know, many of you that follow her, you'll see that she's you know really willing to be so vulnerable. She shares her story and her knowledge, and not just with us on this show, but she has thousands and thousands and thousands of people that tune in and hear these little clips that she provides on social media. And, you know, I think that sometimes I'm speaking to you. I know that, you know, sometimes the impact that you have when people are hearing it, but I want those of you that are listening to know that you actually have the ability to make the same impact, right? When you share your story and your truth, you do the work on yourself, you start letting go of judgment and you know that you can be that woman for other women then that means what you've done has compounded. That's well everything. said. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's that's huge, and it's just the power of one. Mm. You know, like you, you, most of us can think back to one person that said one thing to us growing up that either had a positive or a negative impact on us. You know, like oh, you can never do that. You'll never amount to nothing. Or you know, some teacher that said something snide. It might have been really small. They probably didn't even realize they said it. But we've been hanging on to it our whole lives. Or somebody that says something really nice to you in a bathroom that you didn't know, and it pops back up into your head in just a small compliment. You know, so it's these little things, and it's not. You don't need a blue tick, and I'll tell you that doesn't change shit. I didn't get nothing. Oh, you for mean free. the blue tick on like the Instagram. verified? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I still get caught up. Oh my! Well, if I had a blue tick on Twitter, I'd use it. People don't take me seriously. Oh, yeah, it's so dumb. I chased that for so long. I was like, oh, I want mm. that blue tick, and I got it. And ten minutes later, I was like, next. Nothing happened. Yeah. No red carpet rolled out. I might get a some free eyelashes from time to time, but I don't get free food. I don't get, I don't get the important stuff. Which is the the other thing too, is, is that all of what you're talking about is also not love. So even though you're putting yourself out there to be vulnerable and help change other women, you know, your circle also needs to stay small because you're still a woman, you're a human and you need love. And that blue tick is, you know, I'm going to be the, 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 the spiritual one over here that reminds everybody that really the fix to all of these issues is to go inside and love ourselves and really just put love ahead of everything else that you do. When you see something about another woman that just bugs the shit out of you, like their boobs are showing too much or their purple ponytail is too high and you want to pull it (laughs) and whatever. I mean, go back to just thinking something from a position of love. Oh, that's what I was going to talk about. The the part of spiritually what was happening during the Super Bowl too. We need to cover that in this show. Yeah. I think so. Tell us. Well, there was one more thing I was going to say about the whole judgment piece. I I also want to encourage everyone to make a practice of like the I don't want us to always just talk about the problem, right? We are really quick to make judgments not just on our own social media, but everything that happens in life. And I want to say one more thing on that. And is if there's something that is really bothering you and you feel like you, you, you just can't get to a good place in it, find a way to be a part of the solution, right? Do your research, get involved, like use your voice in some way. Like, I just think that we are way too good at pointing out what these challenges are without participating in the solution. And that's so spot on. That's so spot on. And that's brilliant. And that's what we've talked about, Tav, in this podcast and our goals is to not 
sit here and, and dwell and, and wallow in the poor me's and that this is a podcast on empowerment and going from a, a victim mindset to a victor, you know, and I know as we go through these series, we'll hear more of your story and, and the rest of it. But like for yourself with having 12 life threatening surgeries, you know, and you're out here killing it mm-hmm. and we're, you know, not getting stuck in our identity of, oh, well, this is how it is, or I'm offended or poor me or all these kinds of things. It's like, yeah, well, let's find out. We have to do the the work on ourselves first and find out what it is that is causing us to act this way. And then what's the solution? How do we fix that? Like, you know, it's pretty simple. Focus on the positive things, pass it by, turn it off. Or do the work on yourself first, people do the work on yourself first. Yeah. And like that we need to, we're going to, we're going to talk so much about that. I think every episode that we discuss any of these topics is going to come back to how are we solving that issue within ourselves? And and you brought up a couple of things that I just love that you said, and that's that you recognize when you're veering away from like your own version of what true North is like non-judgmental acceptance of all the things. And it, we are human. So we are going to vary from that at times, even those of us that have done the work, you've done the work, I've done the work. We're still going to have moments where look what how I got triggered by a silly article. I mean, I dropped a ton of swear words before we yeah. record, but we can vary off course, but we still have to go back. That's it's an ongoing process to do the work. That's right. And it's not like you wake up and all of a sudden you're fixed, mm. you know, or you wake up and you're like, right. yeah, I love myself. And then it just stays. No, 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 no. It's like a, a heartbeat. You know, there's highs and lows and peaks and valleys and getting it to flatline happens when you die. You know, so getting to a neutral position where we're not triggered, where we're not too happy even or too excited or not too sad or too mad, you know, how we bring that into a place of neutrality is incredibly difficult and it's a lifelong journey. You know, but how we do that is practice and showing up and that's how we improve, you know, and everything is exactly how it's meant to be at this exact moment. And all of our souls signed up for this shit before they came down. That's my belief. You know, we we all have different beliefs and that is you know, it is what it is. You just respect other people's beliefs, but that's, that's what's up. And, and Courtney's world is like, so we I love that. signed up for that. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, and the fact that you brought up the soul, right here we go. So here's the other thing that many of you may or may not know, and I'm not going to go into too much detail because our goal is to keep these episodes in, I mean, I'm not going to give the time because we're past that time now, but astrologically, there's some like big shifts that happened right around the time of the Super Bowl. Like our moon moved into this black moon phase, which represents a particular goddess. And there is a goddess out there that really works in the deepest wounds of women. And her name is Kali. And those of you that have done spiritual work, you're going to know what I'm talking about. But she's Y'all, like, I didn't. And that bitch kept me up all night. <laughs> I wasn't a non-believer, but I was kind of like, yeah, sounds nice. Tom really talks a lot of fluff, a lot of, yeah. yeah. But again, like, uh, we talked about her and then like, I didn't sleep that night. It was mm. really strange. So I'm like, okay, I hear you, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, the spiritual Deep realm. work. Like this Kali goddess is, she is calling the deepest parts of our souls as women and not just ours, but our ancestors, the time of the the land of of where we live and the people that used to live here before us, we carry all of these wounds. And this is important because this is happening like this. She is shifting into this place astrologically. And then the interesting thing is directly opposite of her astrologically is this goddess named Lilith. And she is, oh, she's like the sexual pleasure goddess 
um, that rules all of the things inside the lowest parts of our body and in our yonis. And so here we have these two goddesses at opposing forces that right around the Super Bowl, it was either the day of the Super Bowl or the day after, became in direct opposition astrologically. And I'm like, whoa, this is like crazy because look what happened. hear about some astrological cool stuff with Kov. Like I didn't really be knowing. I was like, what? You know, so, but the important thing is I keep an open mind Mm. and yeah, the world might be flat. I don't know. I don't know anything. (laughs) Columbus thought it was flat. Columbus turned out to be a dick. (laughs) This is great. Right. Listen, an open mind and being curious to learn. So, okay. So why don't we leave that? Yeah. today as our our question, because what we want to do with those of you that are listening is we want to give you, yes, we're going to give you our opinion, of course, and it's our opinion. We're not, as Courtney says, I love it. We are not dick wizards. <laughs> we are, I mean, I just like to say it. <laughs> know, we're not, so we're good. not therapists. We, but we have a lot of experience and knowledge in working with other women in different ways. Like Courtney, with the work that you do and the work that I do in another podcast and with Taverly's Tribe, we collectively have a large group of women around us. And I think that this is a really important way for us to bring our message forward. Now, we know that you're not always going to agree with what we have to say. That's right. Take what you need and leave the rest. Got it. That's the point. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then tune in. So let's talk what people can do, what they can expect. So we are housed on the Himalaya platform. So know that there's some really exciting things coming if you join as a premium member on Himalaya. Boom. We're going to offer all kinds of things like early releases and we're going to do Q&As that are only going to be available with Courtney and I if you're a premium member. And it's going to be something silly. It's going to be like the cost of a cup of coffee. Yeah. you to be involved. Girl gang, it's on you. You get that for free. That's yeah. what's up. So join awesome. the girl gang if you're not. And otherwise, yeah, you get to access us directly and we'll be answering your questions in future episodes for our premium members, which is awesome. Because bitch, know your worth and charge tax. Yeah, okay? exactly. Exactly. And they can, you're going to get the episodes early. I like, we're going to release our premium members are going to get like all of this content early, which is super, so super fans. So yeah, this is if you're not the, early or late. If you're not early, you're late. Oh my gosh. This is fun. Courtney, What's the question I'm, you want to leave? Oh yeah. Our we totally with. got off track is what are you going to do to reflect on why you were so triggered by this incident, whether or not you were not triggered, like it didn't matter to you. You didn't give a crap. You didn't care about the 10,000 posts you saw about it. Cause listen, if you're a woman that is on any social media, you saw somebody else's post. If you say you didn't, mm, you might be Courtney living under a rock. Well, well, that's well. you have, if you, okay. If you haven't been online, (laughs) but ask yourself what is triggering you the most. And then Solve that problem inside yourself internally. And what would you like to add to that question for reflection? That's really, I mean, you nailed it. It's, it's ask yourself why and, and what, what triggered you? Where did it come from? And we'll be covering some stuff here in a, a few episodes on how we can get better at taking our own inventory. But when we have a problem with another person, it's generally a reflection of something that we're experiencing or that we're feeling internally about ourselves that we're not happy with. Word. Yeah. Word to your mom. Word to your mom. Okay. 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 <laughs> we'll be back soon. Thank you for joining us. Are you ready? This is Courtney Olson thanking you for joining us. If you want to keep up with us and join us some more, find us on our website at girl.com. That is G-triple-R-L, G-R-R-R-L.com. You can find our newsletter on there to sign up for that and stay in the now. Or find us on our Instagram at girl underscore clothing. 
That's girl underscore clothing. And remember, you are enough. <laughs>